Every time I get the urge to visit my hometown My love is true Demands of gain from jealousies would flow like water Don't ask me what songs I'm gonna sing Marshmallows on top. I do candied pecans and cornflakes, and you like melt some brown sugar and butter, and then toss the pecans and the cornflakes in it. Ooh, put, put that over top of it. That sounds amazing. It's really good. It's really good. Hello, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Yeah. So you're listening to part two of our two part series talking about celebrities turned musicians. Hey, yeah. I love it. So we had a lot of fun talking about this, so we kind of went a little long on time. We split it into two parts. Um, if you haven't checked out part one, uh, please do that. We'd really appreciate it. But what we thought we would do is just go through real quick, recap, 10 through 6. In this episode, you're going to hear 5 through 1. So, Stephen, what was your number 10 to remind folks? Number 10, Joe Pesci. For me, it was Creed Bratton from The Office. Number 9 for me, Ricky Gervais. I had Hugh Jackman. Number 8 for me, Burt Reynolds. Number eight for me, Baby Goose, a.k.a. Ryan Gosling. Hey. Number seven, Captain Kirk, Bill Shatner. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, number seven for me was Donald Glover. Love it. Yep. And number six for me, Mr. Die Hard, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Number six for me, fellow action superstar, Steven Seagal. Hey, now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here's part two. Listen. Okay. My number five is on this list, number one, because of the length of his music career paralleled to the length of his acting career. And he's number five on the list because I respect the man. Okay. I don't know enough of his music to move him higher or lower, depending on the quality of his music. But my number five is Keanu Reeves. Okay. He's one of my honorable mentions. Okay. So he's a bass guitarist. He sure is. For a band called Dogstar. Dogstar. 91 to 2002. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good career for a lot of people. That was the band length? That was the well, band. Oh, yeah, because he's that still was, acting. That yeah. was the band length. Right. Um, they released two albums in 96 and 2000, and one EP in 1996. So extended play, longer than a single, shorter than an album, for mm-hmm. those of you that don't know what EP stands for. Mm-hmm. And Dogstar actually opened for Weezer, which I thought was pretty interesting. So they must not be that bad. I guess not. I got to be honest. I haven't listened to a lot of the music, so I don't I don't know too much about it. But I thought that to be interesting, and I like Keanu Reeves, so he's my number five. Yeah, they have... So their only album on Spotify is just called The Complete Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, decent numbers, yeah. but not... Yeah. Like their most popular songs got 140,000 plays, right. which is way more. more than mine. Yeah, exactly. Um, cool. But yeah, no, that's a solid number five. Who's on your number five? Or who is your number five? Number five for me is, let me see if I can find it. Um, 
he is a very like prolific and well-respected actor. Okay. Star of the screen and stage. Ooh. I think knighted. He might be a sir. I could be wrong. He was um, probably most famously known for playing Saruman the White, but you haven't seen Lord of the Rings. But I'm going to say Sir, even if he's not, Sir Christopher Lee. I legitimately don't even know who that is. You don't know who Christopher Lee is. You, You would if you saw him. Oh, he was also Count Dooku in the Star Wars movies. This is him, like, almost at the end. Like, he's very, Okay. All right. Um, I can't say I recognize his face. That's okay. Um, but, like, classically trained actor, a very, like, I can't even do his voice. His voice yeah. is very good. Um, I think he played a Dracula in maybe Bram Stoker. One of the newer, like, the 90s Dracula's movies. Um, but just a fantastic voice. He, however... Um, has played and sang for a number of like heavy metal bands. Would not have guessed that. Right. Judging by the picture you showed me. Um, and one of the things that they did is they released a heavy metal Christmas album. Sure. So you're thinking, last couple episodes ago, we talked about holiday songs. You brought up Jingle Bells. I did. Right? So if you're a heavy metal band... Well, you can't play Jingle Bells. No. What do you play? You got to play Jingle Hell. Oh. And he's singing? That's Christopher Lee singing. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I enjoy that. It's not bad. Does he play an instrument, do you know, or is he just- think he plays guitar yeah sure i'm not sure okay um yeah we to bring everybody inside inside the actor's studio here uh we came up with this idea roughly five hours ago so the research time i couldn't i couldn't look at the man's whole discography but anyways i know he sings that's beautiful he's got a really cool voice and i do like what i just heard yeah very enough to look it up again you should i will Awesome. That's my number five. So we're halfway there. Halfway, baby. So number four we're now at. Yep. So my number four, I will say, is the first female on my list. Okay. So number four, you may know her from New Girls or Elf, uh, Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. So she has a folk rock duo called She and Him. She plays vocals. She plays vocals. She does. She plays the piano, sings, okay, and plays the ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've released six albums. First one was in 2008, titled Volume 1, and since then, five more, including two Christmas albums. Sounds about right. Wondering if she got that inspiration from her role in Elf. Or... She's a big Christopher Lee fan. Probably the latter. Right. Yeah. So I bet those albums are adorable. <laughs> but um. So yeah, Zoe Deschanel, number four. That's awesome. And she's got a really good voice. Like I've I, yeah. 
like I remember the song, you know, her from Elf. I listened to a couple of her songs from She and Him, and she's got a very good voice, and she's a talented um, musician. Also, she played in a band called Munchausen by Proxy in the movie with that she did with um, Jim Carrey, Yes Man. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've never seen Yes Man. That's a movie I've seen that you have not seen. Yeah. One for me in the win column. Yeah. Yes Man. Good movie. Okay. If you like Jim Carrey, I would say outside of like the the mask and, you know, his the the Jim Carrey movies. Right. Um very different. Pretty good movie. Yes Man is different. Yes Man is different than the mask. See, I did well. I would hope so. Yeah. Yes Man is more of like a serious role that Jim Carrey plays. See, and this is why I didn't see it. Because they the way they marketed it mm-hmm. is it looked like another liar liar. Like I thought that Yes Man was Jim Carrey had to say yes to everything. It is. And the way they marketed it, the previews were comedy. And I'm like, well, that's just liar liar again. It's not. And liar liar was really good. It's not liar liar again. Okay. It's a good movie. It's worth it. And so Zoe Deschanel plays his kind of like love interest. But this whole thing is there's a guy, I'll give you the short synopsis, but there's a guy that stands outside of this corner of a coffee shop and he hands out flyers, like when you used to hand out flyers to get people to come see your band. Mm-hmm. And every morning he walks out and he's like, no, no, no. And so this one morning after he goes to this yes seminar, um, he walks out and the guy goes to hand him the flyer and he's like, oh, it's you. And Jim Carrey's like, no, actually, I'll take it. And he goes to the see the show, and it's Zoe Deschanel as the front woman, mm. guitarist and singer, good voice, ends up being a little love interest. And uh, there you go. Now you don't have to watch the movie. So that was their meet cute. That was their meet cute. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Who do you got as number four? Oh, you know who I have as number four. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do. I have Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. Yeah, you do. AKA so what do you got for Joe me Pesci. On, this mo- on this music? So just like anyone else sure. who was popular in the 80s and 90s, do you know what other type of song? Because the song we listened to mm-hmm. was, okay, we could picture this. All right, swinging in the club. Sure. Um, Steven, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but you got to watch out for the ladies in your life because... It's a bitch's daddy kitchen. <laughs> what? It's a bitch's daddy kitchen. Is that from the same album? Same album. That's why I was so surprised. So I'm guessing this album is just different types of songs. It's just different songs from my cousin Vinny. So he did a rap song. Oh, that was, I like. Called called Wise Guy. Um, I have three different tabs open with different. So the first one was just the intro. You needed to hear that. Let's go. Here's a little more Wise Guy. I made man in fact like my ass is fat. Catch Joe in Bermuda, throwing him back. Sipping on tequila with a straw hat. Put the president on hold, tell him I'll call him back. Told. Put the president on hold, yeah, tell him I'll back. call him back. Obviously. His rhythm is terrible. Not good. Not good. At all. At all. Um, and here's the thing. You might wonder, hey, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, you've double parked your car. Like, <laughs> Joe Pesci. Hey, wait, you can't leave your car parked there. This is what he says. I don't get a ticket. Any crime committed, Pesci's acquitted. Any crime committed. Pesci's acquitted. Pesci's acquitted. What? It is ridiculous. Um, Not good. Not good. And then this is the final just little clip that I'll play for you. I don't drive by because I'm a wise guy. 
Oh yeah, I don't drive I by. by with a couple of guys. Good. And I take your eyes because I'm a wise guy. So that's good. No, it's good. It's not. It's lyrical genius. It's really bad. From my cousin Vinny. And they have like ladies singing in the background. I don't know if I have that. It's a bitches that'll get you. Oh my goodness. No disrespect to the females out there. But that's just No, but they'll get you. They'll For, get you. Like if you're a wise guy like Joe Pesci, they're gonna get you. You got you got fat stacks of cash. <clears throat> Stop. Right? I can't with you. Towaway zone. He don't worry about that. No, why would he? He'd never get a ticket. Any crime committed, Joe Pesci acquitted. That's probably my favorite line of any song ever. Ever. <laughs> any crime committed, Joe Pesci get acquitted. But yeah. like, I don't understand because he's doing this He's not album. Joe Pesci. He's self-proclaiming that he's doing this album as Vincent LaGuardia, LaGuardia Gambini. Right, not Joe Pesci. So, But he's this, singing about Joe Pesci. This is I to imply. Love it. This is actually, this is interesting because what you just brought up is that technically this album is the lawyer, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini, <laughs> creating a tribute song to Joe Pesci. Because Gambini's going to get Joe Pesci acquitted from any ki- crime committed. He gets acquitted. Bro, I'll... How, Can you imagine? From 10 to 1 on my list right now. Yep. Can you imagine if in the middle of My Cousin Vinny, oh. Marissa Tomei is... <laughs> Vinny, they got to give you the files, right? <laughs> and he just like walks outside and his car's in the mud and he just goes, it's a bitch that'll get you. <laughs> like, can you imagine if that was in the movie? I, uh, I'm smelling like a remake. Oh, should we do a, we release it. We release an album covering Vincent LaGuardia Gambini singing songs about Joe Pesci. Right, exactly. So the reason he's at number four is because I yeah. I genuinely like Joe Pesci as an actor. Yep. My cousin Vinny, fantastic. Goodfellas, fantastic. Like Casino, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. A little typecast, but that's okay. That's, like there he, are certain guys and gals in Hollywood. Like if that's what you do. Yep. And that's fine. Yeah. It's um, no. I like him at number four. That's a good. I like it. Oh, it's um. And I love what I just heard from. I'm gonna download the album. <laughs> And I will let it lull me to sleep. I had all the notes about him being little Joey, little Joey Shurkin saying, I'm so sorry. I don't know. Don't be. I don't need him. You don't need him. I we don't. Can, we can move on to number three. Number three. These next, these next three for me, we already talked about my number one. We did. <sighs> it's okay. I know. Um, but I you got might, another honorable mention. On I might have another backup right, I good. can throw in there. Um, but my next two are actually somewhat serious, believe it or not. Mine too. All righty. What's your number three? My number three. You most likely know this gentleman as one of the three amigos. Or maybe Neil from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So Steve Martin is my number three. And he started playing banjo at 17 years old. In 2009, he released his first album titled The Crow, New Song for the Five-String Banjo which he won a Grammy for Best Bluegrass Album in 2010. Hmm. So he currently plays and played mostly with a band called the Steep Canyon Rangers. He's released six albums between 2019 and 2017. Three of them charted within the top 100 on the U.S. billboards. Between 2009 and 2017? 2009 and 2017. Okay. He released, his, he released albums. Wow. 
right? Um, he released a lot of singles way back when. Okay. Before that, um, King Tut. Yeah. One of probably the most famous, which he, he brought into SNL, and so that got released as a single. That by got itself. released as a single by itself, reached number seventeen in the U.S. in 1978. I wonder. That might have been because I think he worked some music into his comedy albums. Oh sure. King Tut might have been, and hey, if you know out there, shoot us a message. Backbeats and breakdowns on Instagram. Yeah, we haven't plugged the gram yet, so you know we haven't. Shoot that out there. I think King Tut might have existed before SNL. I think he brought that to SNL. Probably. Do you want to hear a little of it? I'd love. I love that song. King Tut. Steve Martin, yeah, number three. And the reason I have Steve Martin so high, a number three, is because I got caught a glimpse. Number one, he's a phenomenal banjo singer, right. a banjo player. Right. Not a great singer. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. But just a, I respect the hell out of Steve Martin. I think he's a phenomenal actor. I think he's got just, he's very well respected. And I watched... Uh, Tiny Desk. I don't know if you've ever seen Tiny Desk Concerts. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal series. I encourage all of you to check out Tiny Desk Concerts. Yep. Um, but he did a Tiny Desk Concert with Steep Canyon Rangers, and it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, just the sound that they pulled together. I love a banjo. I've always wanted to learn how to play the banjo. I've never had the patience or the time. Um, and so I, I respect Steve Martin, and I put him at number three. That's awesome. Another great Tiny Desk Concert. And similar, if you like Steve Martin, you'll probably also like the group Run the Jewels. Okay. Uh, featuring Killer Mike and LP. It's okay. a rap group. Sure. You, if you really like bluegrass, you probably won't like it. But they did a good Tiny Desk as well. That's how I'm familiar with it. Okay. I love Tiny Desk concerts. Um. So Steve yeah. Martin, just to clarify, not on your list. Not on my list. Nice. I was aware of his banjo playing. Sure. I like Steve Martin in... Like his SNL stuff was good. Yep. Um, I liked some of his movies. I think the first half of The Jerk is really good, and then I think it kind of eh. sure. Um, but I've always thought that Martin Short was funnier. Okay, that's fair. And because I think Steve Martin is the type. I think Steve Martin is funny, but I think he's kind of gotten to the point, and he's earned this. I want to be perfectly clear. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's gotten to the point within the past 10 years or so. And this, it, there's probably Steve Martin fans out there who are like, oh, Justin, you're so wrong. Like, I don't seek out Steve Martin material anymore. No. Because I think he's no longer willing to be the butt of his own jokes. Yeah. And I think that most really good comedy has an air of self deprecation to it. Sure. I agree. Um, but he's earned. Listen, he doesn't need to be the butt of the jokes anymore. Right? Everybody He's, runs their course. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Versus, like, I, I went down a rabbit hole of watching Martin Short on late night shows mm-hmm. recently. Um, it's a little foreshadowing for my number two. And he um, he just gets out there, and, it, and it's, it's not quite as insane as Robin Williams, who will just go... Like off on these like oh and then he said eh, like but he just goes and it's almost like a an impromptu roast yeah 
like it, it just like it, it, oh i love how you can just wear anything so anyways like yeah it, oh it's great <laughs> love martin short but yeah. i like steve martin yeah oh, good. so that's that's why he's not on my list all right however Who's your number three however um fellow saturday night live alum steve martin was never a member of the cast right however john belushi and dan Aykroyd were are they co-number threes they are co-number threes. As the Blues Brothers. As the Blues Brothers. I love it. Yep. I love it, and I hate that I didn't think of to put them on my list. The best musical of all time, the Blues Brothers movie. This may surprise you. You've I've never, never seen, seen it. it. That we do need to watch. Happy to. Um, phenomenal movie, and I do... I do maintain that it's a musical because songs help drive the plot forward in some cases. Yeah. Um, most of it is just an excuse to have a musical number. Well, sure. Um, but no, like legit musicians, John Belushi or uh, Dan Aykroyd can legitimately play the yes. harmonica. Yep, he absolutely can. Um, John Belushi, legitimate kind of that blues R and B singer. Absolutely. Um, the physical comedy, like this, is something you don't see a lot of this anymore. Because there's, I would say, maybe since Chris Farley, Kevin James did this a little bit, but I think it's different because he was more in sitcoms. Okay. But the physical comedy of a fat guy doing things that a fat guy shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. Like John Belushi would get out there and do a backflip. Sure. Um, Chris Farley would like, crash like chris farley did that the best oh he and it's the joke isn't the 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 joke is okay this big guy did something and that's funny but it's not the joke isn't just oh fat guy fall down well right it's like the chippendales skit with him and um, roadhouse uh patrick swayze swayze amazing like it i'm out of breath watching him dance. amazing amazing and so, obviously, the joke is, okay, he's not fit to be a dancer, but he can do it. It's not just, ooh, fat guy fall down. <laughs> Mike and Molly, best show ever. Like, anyways, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, they probably should actually, the more I talk about it, they should be in my number one spot because I love the movie. Okay. I used to listen to that album. The soundtrack from the movie yeah. is a phenomenal um, sampling of blues and R&B and yeah, soul. You've they're got, both extremely talented. You've got Ray musician. Charles on there. You've got Aretha Franklin. The whole yep. um, uh, Blues Brothers band, the name of the group is escaping me right now, um, but you had um, Duck Donald on bass. You had um, like these established musicians who were also just studio musicians as well. Like They played on a bunch of Motown albums and everything. Mm-hmm. Really, really good music. The movie's fantastic. The characters on SNL were fantastic. Yeah. And their careers outside of that um, were really good, you know. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's kind of going off the rails a little bit lately um, because he believes in ghosts and has made a vodka that channels spirits from through the diamonds that they filter it through. All right, that's a little bit out there, but sure, yeah. fine. But again, much like Steve Martin... He's earned it. He has earned it. Like I've, I've heard a saying one time, like you can afford to be crazy if you're really rich or completely broke. That makes sense. That's when you can afford to be crazy. 
That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. So. And there they are. There they are. Perfect. That's a great number three. Thank you. They should be number one. The Now that I'm talking about it. I'll accept if you want to change them to number one and move. I'm going to move. I'm going to move William Shatner down to three, though. He's still in my top three. Because, like I that. said, out of everything on this list, I had him on a CD. I'll accept that. All right. So he's your number three. Yes. We got two left. We got two spots left. And you only have one spot left. I only have one. And if I you want to bring I in have, an honorable mention, that's fine. I think I have a good fill-in. So I'm going to tell you my number two. In 2016, Time Magazine said that this person was one uh, was in the top 100 most influential people in the world. Okay? Joe Pesci. No. Oh. This person mm-hmm. performed at Coachella in 2019, which for those of you that don't know what Coachella is, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. A huge music festival. Like the biggest, but arguably. isn't it pretty much only for girls with like choker necklaces and big hats? I've never been, so I don't know. Okay, but it's an enormous music. Festival. I might be thinking of Burning Man. Okay, I haven't heard of that. This person has his their own record label, which they started in 2018, called Seven Wallace Music. They've co-produced and performed on. Uh, they co-produced and performed on the intro to Jay Z's album American Gangster. They co-directed and performed in a music video with Mumford and Sons for the song Lover of Light. In 2019, they worked on the song London Boy with Taylor Swift. They collaborated on that. They've also collaborated with Paul McCartney. This individual DJed the 2007 NBA All-Star Game parties in Las Vegas, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. They have... Five EPs and one album that they released in 2015. Oh, and by the way, in 2018, he was the sexiest man alive. Joe Pesci. (laughs) Idris Elba is my number two. Oh, okay. I never knew that he was a DJ. Now that you say all this, I did know some of this. So DJ Big Driz is what he goes by. I love it. Right? And so he's an R&B singer and, and a DJ. Most famously a DJ, or I guess not most famously an actor. Right. But most musically involved I'm as a DJ. DJ. Bruv. Yeah. He's very, um, if you've ever heard, because I've only seen him in, or up until recently, I'd only seen him in American things. Yeah. Um, like, because he was in The Wire. And he was also in The Office yep. for a little while. He was in The Office. Um, but then when you hear him with his British accent, yeah. it's like, he, like... Yes, he was the sexy. Yeah, right. Like I have sure no was. problem saying sure that. Was. That is yeah, an attractive like, man. Absolutely. Like, yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, so, that's cool. Number two. He did a really good, and I know I brought this up before, but I love the series. Um, if you are interested in Idris Elba, and this is where I knew some of what you're saying, yeah. does a great Hot Ones interview. Oh, nice. Yeah, really good. Um, his show Luther, which was on Netflix. Okay. I think it probably still is. I don't know. We dropped Netflix a little while ago. Um was very good, little slow, kind of a slow burn, but like a, a detective, you know, hard yeah. London crime type thing. Yep. I think it's a shame that he got passed up for James Bond. I know. It had been a rumor for a while. He'd be a great James Bond. Although I don't, I didn't see the last one. I don't think the last movie did all that well. 
Um, it's the one where like Daniel Craig yeah. is retired as a 007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they bring in. I didn't see it. They bring in Lady, whose name escapes me. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't think I know the name. Who's your favorite James Bond? Ooh. It's a it's a legitimate toss up between Connery and Brosnan. Okay. What about you? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Because Goldeneye came out at the right time for us. Well, I was going to say, when I was growing up, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. That's all I knew. And those movies weren't bad. No. I don't think... I haven't I haven't physically watched a James Bond movie that was bad. Well, they're out there. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, like... So, growing up, it was Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Um, and... I didn't know any different until I got a little bit older. And then it was like, wait, there are other James Bonds right, out there. Right, right, right. And then I got, you know, and so. So my, go. I'll put it this way. My two favorite James Bond movies are Goldeneye mm-hmm. and You Only Live Twice. Okay. Which was Connery. Which was Connery. And, but, so I, we either had You Only Live Twice or I constantly rented it from Blockbuster Oh. Which locally for us was Nap Video, oh. uh, going back to Walpole in the nineties. But um, it's when you look back on it now, it's insane. Yeah, like they try to disguise Sean Connery as a Japanese man. <laughs> so you have this like six foot five, yeah, incredibly hairy, yeah, Scottish man, right? Like, and they they do the legit. No, yeah. Oh, that's. They, I don't know if I've seen that. They uh, they manipulate the eyes yeah. and like the haircut. He's got like this little like bowl cut. I love it. That's so good. It's <laughs> but so he good. still talks like, "Hello, Miss Penny." You know? Oh like. my gosh! <laughs> like so bad. I think my favorite. I like Gold- Goldeneye is a great movie. It's a very for good James movie. Bond. I like Tomorrow Never Dies, which was Pierce Brosnan as well. Yep. Um. My favorite Sean Connery though is Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah, right. So, yeah, you know, he'll always just be Celebrity Jeopardy to me, and he'll never be James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who do you have at number two? Number two for me is someone that I legitimately model. And again, if this is your first time hearing this, uh, Stephen and I do work together. Yes. And... Part of our role is uh, production, like video production, audio production. And so, and for me personally, I've done a lot of video production for a while now. And so we'll create short videos, you know, that are pre-scripted, things like that. And we try and build in some humor into the world of corporate engagement. Mm -hmm. And this is someone that I legitimately try to model what I do things after. Even with this podcast, I think about this, like I think what would blank do when I think about things like this. Is this like your girl crush? Is this like your crush? No, it's, it's, it is tremendous respect. Okay, that's less fun. And admiration and teehee, can you imagine? I like that better. I probably have a band crush. Um, Mr. Conan O'Brien. Wow. That's a long pause. That was a long pause because yeah. that 
hit me out of left field. Did the did the build up surprise you? Mm, the build up was okay. The yeah, the build up surprised me. I guess. Yeah. I never explain yourself. I never think of Conan O'Brien as a musical person. So he he is. Um, when he lost the Tonight Show, part of the um, agreement with NBC was that he couldn't be on the air for a year. Okay. Um, and so for those that don't know, Conan O'Brien started with um, the Late Night with Conan O'Brien and was always after the Tonight Show. So it went Jay Leno with the Tonight mm-hmm. Show into Conan O'Brien. Um, Mid-2010s, I think. I, I forget when exactly. Yeah. Jay Leno retires. Conan O'Brien gets the Tonight Show. As with any passing of the torch, the ratings dipped a little bit. And Conan's style is very different than Jay Leno's style. I would say polar opposite. Yes. Um, and the point I made earlier about Steve Martin not being okay being the butt of the joke. Yeah. Conan has absolutely no problem. None. And I would say goes out of his way to be the butt of the joke. Yep. Agreed. Um, and I think that there's a, there's a term that I've started using recently called professionally unprofessional. Yes. And that's how we treat our podcast where we're serious about it, but we're not going to take any of it too seriously. Uh-huh. Like I think Conan embodies that yeah. and just the way that he's done his show and hearing him speak and his podcast that he started, he was really, um, pretty early on in the whole kind of celebrity transitioning to podcast okay. movement. Yeah. Um, the, the, I forget what his show is called. I think the TBS show is just called Conan. Yeah. Um, they were one of the first late night shows that really started putting clips out on YouTube. Of okay. Just here's a clip of this skit. Sure. Um, and really started doing that. And all the others followed suit, of course. What? I now know. So first of all, go ahead. The reason that I originally was kind of speechless. Yeah. And now like all these thoughts are going through my head because we've worked together for a while. Yeah, we have. And now looking back at everything we've done <laughs> and now you saying that Conan O'Brien is the inspiration behind a lot of what you've done or like what you try and, you know, emulate in a certain, yeah. you know, regard. It's all making sense to yeah. me. And I love it more. Yeah. But also something that you've said, given our age group, like 10 years ago was 2000. Yes. In the year 2000. In the is year it Conan 2000. O- O'Brien skit. Yeah, that they re- that they started in like 2008. Right. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just fascinating to me. It's hilarious. That it all is just, you are Conan O'Brien. Hey, th- wow. Thank you. We are equally successful. Um, I love your flowing red hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I never would have <laughs> I never would have expected Conan O'Brien to be number 2 on your list not on your list at all. Yeah. So when he lost it, yeah. Part of the agreement was you can't do late night TV for a year. Fine. So he did a tour. They did a music and comedy tour. He's a guitarist and a singer. And I have a friend that's been to a few of them. Okay. Said they were very good. Okay. And if you watch, um, so towards the end, Conan recently retired, um, and the shows leading up to that are very good. He brings on his favorite guests. 
and they just sit and talk like him and Bill Hader is one of his last episodes ever. And it's just, it's gold. I'm going to watch it, but I his, love Bill Hader. Yeah. In his final episode, he spends time thanking everybody. And like, you can tell it's an emotional moment. Sure. Of course. I imagine it would be. But in a lot of those clips, he'll have his guitar or they, ah. they started uploading this thing that they call scraps on YouTube where pre-show they're running through a skit and like the skit's not working and Conan just yells out scraps <laughs> like scrap this clip yeah. or this bit because it's terrible but he just has his guitar and he's like noodling while people are like going through a skit. I love it. I love so it. So anyways going back to the Beatles reference. Oh yeah. Conan played on a tribute album to George Harrison. I don't know if it's the same concert as the Prince thing I okay, was talking yeah, yeah. about. I don't know that. Um, but here's a little. Let's hear it. So he's the. Well, that's the bass. So he's the guitar here, yeah. And he does start singing. That's Conan O'Brien. That's pretty good. Oh, I would listen to that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. It is good. That's a sneaky number two, Rich. Thank Hall. you. Yeah. That's a sneaky I know number I was two. I'm going to come in and surprise you with that one. I like that. Also, it's the only time in my life where a sneaky number two didn't cause significant problems. Ayo. Hey, all right. Number one. Wow, we're at number one already. We are at number one. I have to I have to dig through my bench, but I do have somebody. Understanding that it's not your number one. Well, the, well, the Blues Brothers are your number one. They are. The Blues Brothers are now. So your bench is for number one. three. All right. So my number one. Oh, boy. My number one. I'm going to play a little something. Do it. I think I know this. I bet you do. You want to take a shot in the dark? Or you want me to give you a little bit of information? A little info. A little info? Number one has released three albums. In 1985, 1989, and 1993. Number one also released 12 singles that spanned over from 1982 to 2015. That's all I'm going to give you. It the rest sounded like black or white, but it's not that. It's not that. Who Who is it? My number one yeah. is Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. So that was from that little intro that I sh- I played for you there was from a song that he did in 1989 produced by Rick James okay called put your mouth on me <laughs> <laughs> that is regularly cited as one of the worst songs of all time that's that's I'm so happy right now <laughs> so because I Going back to Chappelle show, sure. I never, I never knew why Rick James knew Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy. I figured it was just a famous guy. We're famous people. But no, he no. produced a song. Produced <laughs> one of the worst songs of all time in 1989. <laughs> in 1985, his other hit, "Party All the Time." Party all the time. Eddie Murphy. So say hey, say, say hey, say hey. We're gonna party all the time. <laughs> So not only, right, 
So in nineteen in the mid nineteen eighties, when I don't know if you know this, but in the mid eighties, when Eddie Murphy is on fire, doing everything, he decides, yeah, music, music too. So is this? Oh, he's on SNL. He's starring in SNL in the eighties. He's his acting was just was taken off. He's doing stand up, delirious and raw in yep. the eighties. Yep, like. And then, you know, some albums. He actually performed. He's singing some tracks on the Shrek soundtrack. Well, like, yeah, I could see that. Okay. like They all did, though. Okay. Like fine. Mike Myers did. Mike Myers is also a musician. Mike Myers is also a musician who yeah. probably should be on the list. But anyway, so there you go. That's my number one, Eddie Murphy. That is. Now, is this a case of. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Eddie Murphy legit thought, I've got it in me. To be a musician. Absolutely. Or is this a cash grab? No, this isn't a cash grab. This can't be a cash grab. Come on. Uh, it can't be. What do you mean it can't be? Like, I don't know how else to say it other than it can't be. It, it it's has not a, to have been. I don't, I don't think so. That You're in the 80s, the age of decadence, like an over, like, it's everything. Everybody was commercializing and putting your faces on lunchboxes, like- it was absolutely someone pulling Eddie in, probably an agent. Probably Rick James. No, I bet it's an agent saying, hey, listen, you're number one with your comedy albums. Acting career, I'm out of the park. There's an untapped market. Can you sing? Even if you can't, don't worry, we've got Rick James. <laughs> to produce one of the worst songs of all time. That's awesome. I love it. That's so awesome. What a list. Say hey. Say hey. Party all the time. Unless there's a banana in the tailpipe. Oh my goodness gracious. So who do you have on your list that you would want to bring in at the number three spot? Yes. So Understanding it's probably not the number three spot. No, and I actually feel good about this number three. All right. Um, It's another tie for me because of how I knew them as celebrities first. Can I ask you a question first? Yes. And I'm sorry. That's okay. Did you ever see Coming to America 2? No. Okay. You saw Coming to America? Yes. Okay. Because I did. So like if... What is that? Velvet? Because if I did... Yeah. You did. Wait a Try my soup. So glow. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Um, coming in at number three. Mm-hmm. Fittingly, it's a three-way tie. This feels like a real cop-out, because if you notice my top 10 list, there are zero ties. But well, that's fine. No, go. Okay. Do, don't. Do your three-way tie. I feel personally attacked. You should. Um, <laughs> Christopher Guest. Okay. Harry Shearer. Shearer. Okay. And Michael McKean. Formed a little band <laughs> okay. called Spinal Tap. The movie... This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. They're actually musicians. Really? They actually play. No way. Yeah. They have okay. released so they have released albums as Spinal Tap, but I know at least Christopher Guest and Harry Scherer have independent like music out there. Okay. This is this is Spinal Tap is the definitive mockumentary. It is fantastic. I'm guessing you haven't seen it. You would guess right. 
Um, the I've heard of it. The cliche slash the meme of well, these go to eleven comes from that with the amplifiers oh, that okay. go to eleven. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a very funny movie. I think though, out of all those Christopher Guest movies, because they also did. I'm going to get some of these wrong, but I think they did A Mighty Wind, which yeah. was more of like a folk band. Okay. They did Best in Show, which was all about dog breeders. Sure. Um, I think they might have been Burn After Reading, which was the one Brad Pitt was in when he's like the the trainer. I can't remember if they did Burn After Reading, but they do a lot yeah. of um, it, it, comedy movies that are very – uh, improv heavy. Okay. So for some, some of them get real slow. Sure. And really not funny. Okay. But it's a, it's a mild kind of humor of like, it's a, imagine the type of person that would be insane enough to like breed and show dogs. Maybe not insane, crazy enough because you have to be so singularly focused on I need this dog to be the best dog. Yeah. Like I sent my, my wife was recently traveling and I took the dog for a walk and we like, we go on walks, the three of us a lot. And so the first day she was gone, I took a photo of the dog while I was walking, said, don't worry, I didn't forget about Sadie. Sure. The picture that I sent her was Sadie pooping in the street. Love it. So like, I love my dog. Yeah. She is not the best dog mm-hmm. as judged by a panel of Purina endorsed experts. Understood. So that's kind of their comedy is it's like, ooh, there's people that are like neurotic. And like, it's basically a bunch of improv scenes. Like what what would happen if rock stars, if their set was too small? This is what would happen. Spinal Tap is very good. Okay. I think it's very funny. I like it. But they take, I feel good about them at number three. Okay. I, I respect that. Yep. Hey, that was a great list. And what I love most about that list is there was there were two crossovers. You know what I love most about that list? What? Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> but two crossovers. Yeah. Out of ten. Joe That's Pesci, true. William Shatner. Now we did avoid I think that they're I don't know if they're honorable mentions, but I at least need to call a couple out. That we that I at least avoided on this list on purpose. Okay. Will Smith. Yeah. Famous, also a musician. But is he is he famous for both? Like I think he's famous for both. I think he is a famous musician. No, I think he's way more famous for the acting. Okay. Michael Jordan is way more famous for being a basketball player. Yeah. He also played professional baseball. So what I'm I think the majority of people when they think of Will Smith think of an actor. I don't disagree. Okay, move on. Because I, uh, I agree. Yes, I, I I'll put it this way. I think there are people that would be surprised that Will Smith has legit full on music albums out. I'm not going to spend time arguing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree with you though. Like I I agree. Will Smith. I left him off the list. Yeah. For similar reasons. Yeah. Another one that I left off the list, but I do think I we should call out is Drake. Started on Degrassi. I believe he was wheelchair bound in it. Okay. But I think that I'm going to throw this out there. Drake. And I don't have a problem saying it. 
I think I'm too old for Drake. Because I was too old to watch the show. Yeah, but Drake, I don't, I don't consider Drake. I don't think of Drake as an actor first. But he was. Yeah. But he wasn't famous for acting. Yes, he was. All right, then I'm too old for Drake. I think so. Fine. Yeah. It's like my daughter saying Sabrina Carpenter. Fine. Check. Yep. Drake. Um. Another honorable mention for me. I have two more honorable mentions. Okay. Uh. Katie Seagal, who was... Also an honorable mention for me. Yep. Uh, Peg Bundy, the voice of Leela from Futurama, Sons of Anarchy. Yep. Um, She's kind of like a folksy singer. Yeah. Backup Uh, singer for Bette Midler and Bob Dylan. I didn't know that. In the 70s and 80s. Ah. Yeah. Um, Lended her vocal talents to Pitch Perfect 2, I think. 2, I believe, yeah. I believe you're right. Um, Released her own album in 2004. Interesting. You did way more research on her than I did. Hey. I just really, I love Futurama is my favorite show. There you so, go. Um, and then another, I think my final, actually, let yeah. me look here. Yeah, my final honorable mention is Larry Fine. Not on my list. Do you know who Larry Fine is? Don't know who he is. You do. I do. Mo, Larry. Oh, come on. Curly. Ah, all and right. A, an accomplished violinist. Ooh, I love like it. for real. Okay. Um, did a lot of them when they would play all. So all of them were. And so it's possible. Like, I think at the time they definitely became famous as the three stooges with the shorts, mm-hmm. the short films. Um, but they were vaudeville acts okay. beforehand. So okay. the whole, so Shemp and Mo were actual brothers and they had a show together. Um, Larry was also kind of so. I think that was an age when it was more. There was a lot more crossover. Sure. Because if you pull up a list of oh musician actors, there's a lot from like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I imagine. Yeah. Um. But so nice. you know they they play a lot of instruments in the show, but like Larry was a legit like concert violinist. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't have pictured that. Yep. That's a great honorable mention list. A wonderful top ten list, and I appreciate you sharing it. This was a lot of fun. I have a couple honorable mentions. Do it. So first of all, I would be remiss to mention, as you did Will Smith, we left Jamie Foxx off of we both, did of, leave both, Jamie both of our Fox lists. Off the list. And I think, and I don't, I, I left him off because, like, he's kind of an accomplished musician. I think I left him off because for me, I think he was more famous for music first. Okay. For me, because sure of his work with Kanye early. Sure. Okay. And then I don't off the top of my head. I can't think of something he was in before Django. Ray. And other music based. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. I thought Ray. I think it was phenomenal in Ray. Ray and was I, good. And I can't say was that before Django. Yes, it was. I believe the D is silent. It is. Um, I'm pretty sure Ray was before Django. Unchained. Yeah. Which I saw. Oh, okay. I saw both those movies. I saw Django Unchained and I saw Ray. So there you go. It'd be funny if you started watching one and like fell asleep and the other one came on. It'd be a very confusing juxtaposition. Yeah, it would be very lost. It's like, wait, why are they treating this piano player so poorly? Yeah, this is so odd. Anyways. Russell Crowe. 
yeah. is on as an honorable mention for me. Um, mostly because his music name was Russ LeRock, spelled wow. R-O-K. I mean R-O-Q. Wow. It was anticlimactic. Is he French? Uh, Australian, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty well known, right? I think so. Whoops. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, I think that's his thing. Come on, mate. So, Russell Crowe, another honorable mention I have, Clint Eastwood, released an album in 1963 (laughs) called Rawhide's Clint Eastwood Sings Cowboy Favorites. And he's only an honorable mention because I am a big fan of Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, Very, very, very famous career in Production, acting, acting, direct, like all that. And early on, decided maybe I'll throw an album out there. And my last honorable mention uh, is going to go to somebody who I did not realize had this level of talent. I knew that there was some musical background to him. And as I'm talking, he probably should have been on my top 10, but he's not. He released two albums and played played piano on a Meatloaf album. Hugh Laurie. From House. Okay. Yeah. He is a singer, plays the piano, plays guitar, plays drums, plays the harmonica, and the saxophone. I've seen some clips of him playing. He's good. And he's really good at all of it. Yeah. So, honorable mention, Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Um, so, there you go, folks. There's like roughly 30 I think famous so. people that did not make a career out of music but dabbled. Uh, and some of them maybe did make a little bit of a career out of music. Yeah, I think a few did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who would you Who would you put on the list? Let us know. Let us know. Yeah. Reach out to us at Backbeats and Breakdowns on Instagram. I love it. Um, I'm sure that there's people that we missed. Of course. But but this is my top ten, and is, it's your top ten. Yeah. So it's okay to miss people. Yeah. No, I miss I, a lot of people. I feel good about this. I feel much better after moving. Dan no, it was a good call. Yeah. Numero you. uno. That was a good call by you. Well, you know, I make good calls. <laughs> Speaking of good calls, yeah. bye. Bye. It's a bitch's daddy gitches. It's a bitch's daddy gitches. It's a bitch's daddy gitches. Hey, hey, bait out my ass. Treat all my bras like trash. You'll catch a blast if you move too fast. I talk with class. You don't have to ask. Getting everything by flash and cash.